1: Fast and Furious today. Welcome in the Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Karen, nice to have you back with us today. We did muddle our way through the show uh, a week ago, but just wanted you to know that you were missed. Nice to have you back here today.
2: Thank you for saying that, but mm. I, I know- Joe,
1: why I'm all good. the brownie points? <laughs> Gotta stop that. You, you make me look bad. No, all good. We, did, we, did, we didn't struggle. We didn't struggle. We, we got through, good. but we, we did miss you, Karen. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you. It's very kind of you to say that.
1: Yeah, David, big day today or big weekend this weekend in the city of Philadelphia. There's a lot of buzz. That usually means there's focus on money and people spending dollars. And that, of course, all factors into a road to retirement, uh, which is why we show up every single week, 52 weeks out of the year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Big weekend. Looking forward to uh, Sunday. You said fast and furious, so that's how we hope the Eagles come out of the, uh, out of the uh, gate. And no doubt about that. And annihilate those 49ers. But slow and steady is right. what wins the game in your financial planning for retirement. It's a good transition. Yeah, like so that. we, and that's right on. Right? So we got, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. How about we just jump right into, Karen, what are you going to be covering on today's show?
2: Um, what is your strategy for aging in your home? What's your plan for when you're 80 or 90? need to have a plan. Even though we do financial advising, this is all part of the financial advising.
1: Yeah, it's a good, good topic, good conversation, very important one that we very talked about. Important. touched. We touched on it a little bit in last week's show where we started to talk a little bit about health and fear and all of that. But I think the reality of that statement is when you get there all of a sudden, if there's no plan, you realize, uh-oh. Oh. It's, yes. We are. Right? Yes. Personal experience. Always yes. Yeah, No doubt about that.
4: Yeah. Brett, what are you going to be covering today's show? Yeah. I'm going to take a culmination of our stories and, uh, headlines over the past couple of weeks and kind of pull them all together. And just talking about a client story I met with this past week and talking about your roadmap to thrive. So Bob's a couple of different pieces, but it was exciting to hear some of the feedback, uh, from, uh, our prospect and soon to be client. So it was, uh, Good story. I'm looking forward to sharing with the listening audience today.
1: Yeah. And as always, I'll remind the listening audience when we transition into our commercial breaks during the show here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, you will hear messaging about upcoming workshops to get registered for. The menu for February is out. Uh, there are lots of opportunities, but perhaps not lots of seats. So, I would encourage the listening audience to get to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered for the events.
3: Uh, no doubt. This past week alone, I think we did three or four. We actually did four uh, dinner seminars. Where were we, Brett? It was William Penn in Plumsteadville. Plumsteadville. Th- Brandywine Prime and Chadsford. Ford. That was our first time there. Washington Crossing. That's it. Yeah. And Washington Crossing. And I'll tell you, Joe, every, without exaggeration, I mean, we told people last week and the week before that there was a waiting list and it was blatantly obvious why. I mean, we were packed out at each of our venues. The audience is, you know, two things I want to say. Number one is I really, really, really want to thank the listening audience. The word is just spreading. I mean, it really is. We, you know, it's interesting. We've been doing this now for what? Is this our... Fifth year, yeah, Yeah, five years. I remember Joe when we first got started. Maybe even a year into doing it, you started talking to us about ratings, and it looked like we were going to be one of the number one financial talk radio shows on you know the AM channels and the Philadelphia marketplace. And I think my comment was, you know, maybe there's a couple hundred people you know that maybe listen to the show on a frequent basis. And um, it's funny now because we like we show up to these seminars and people are like, Hey, I've been listening to you for five years, every single Saturday, every single Sunday, you know? So I just really want to send a major thank you for number one, listening number two, you know, accepting the awareness in the education and then, you know, kind of being an advocate for us and sharing, you know, the different stories. We talked on the radio last week, um, about, the Marcus Institute and Dr. Bazan and all that. And I actually saw Dr. Bazan, I guess, care what it was on Wednesday or Thursday. And he was like, Hey, you made me a celebrity, you know. A bunch of people called me, said they heard me on on the radio, and you know about me on the radio. So it's it's really just amazing to see that. And I think you told us last week, you know, it's we're in the uh, five thousand active listeners or something like on that.
1: our on our show from an average quarter hour standpoint. And you know, I think to your point, people will listen when you're providing good content relevant information and when you're real and it's one of the reasons why i love doing this show because i'm i'm a listener and i listen and i consume and i learn and most important when i leave here weekly i know everything is real and that, to me, is the most um, energizing thing about doing this program. I do a lot of programs. Yeah. Um, but this is one that I absolutely love. And I know the listeners are in great hands. You guys take care of people because it's important to you. That's really, really good stuff. Well, man. we
3: really appreciate it. And our challenge and you know, mission, really, is to stay authentic with that. Um, I think people recognize that this is not an infomercial you know, yeah, we offer people to come out to our workshops. We tell people to come, in, you know, in for a free consultation. I think we talked a couple of times on the show that we consider that, you know, freemium. It doesn't cost anything, but you know, the old cliche is you get what you pay for. So sometimes people would equate something being free not having value. That's why we call it freemium because there's a premium value. Um, I, you know, we had somebody come out to a workshop. Uh, maybe two weeks ago. Very excited. I mean, very, very, very excited about coming in. And really kind of in that sweet spot. They've saved a decent amount of money for retirement. They're getting pensions. They're getting their social security. It's putting them into a high tax bracket and they want to know what to do about it. And got a phone call. Uh, Natalie, you know, one of our great team members took the phone call and it was the person calling and canceling their appointment. We never even met yet. And the reason was, is they said they talked to their financial advisor. It's happened twice, actually. One of the reasons the one couple canceled was their financial advisor told them that they didn't have enough money to benefit from the ideas and strategies that we talked about at our workshop. Now these people had somewhere between a million and three million dollars, based on what they checked off on the response form at the seminar. Because we ask people, because we'll make sure they're teamed up with the right advisor and their their advisor, without really understanding what we do, told them they didn't have enough money. Now that it's really unfortunate that they bought into. it. Now we've reached back out to them, and we'll see if we can, you know, let get them new experience. But man, I would really caution people that before you make a critical decision like that, you may be missing out on that one idea that can literally save you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in retirement.
1: And can I add something to that story? of course. When all of that is done, it's up to the individual to ask... To do business with you, I know people don't
3: believe that. It's, I, I get it. I mean, I really, really, really get it. it you know, um, I have a, a one of our sales managers said to me yesterday, "You have one of the most unique abilities to be indifferent whether somebody buys or not buys from you, because I'm not connected to the money. I've been doing this for 32 years. It's not about the money. It's really about having the impact on people's lives. And I know that if they apply." the ideas and strategies, it's going to be a benefit. And it's so unfortunate when somebody listens to somebody who potentially
1: can take that dream or that option away from them. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We'll take our first commercial break. Back in a moment. Here are two opportunities in February to get registered for one of the upcoming workshops on February 7th at the Radnor Valley Country Club, and then again on February 15th at the Radnor Valley Country Club. Starting time is 6 p.m. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com to get registered. That's thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered and get educated. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, if you want to attend one of the upcoming workshops in February, go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered, get educated. You know, Joe, in the first segment, we didn't,
4: we didn't talk about with Karen about how much praise we were giving to David and how well he looks now. So
1: He looks <laughs> fantastic. Is <laughs> so, that okay? I left the show last week. And when I saw my wife later in the day, I'm like, David Bizarro looks unbelievable in terms of I don't want to say a complete transformation. He just looks healthy. He looks good. He you know what I mean. It's been really amazing to Can see. It's, all, it's
2: all part of our strategy for aging Excellent. well, and I'm not. I'm not joking.
4: A good segue for Karen's segment. It really and, is and coming up next. But uh, so today I wanted to take uh, take our listening audience to a story, and and it, and it was it was perfect. I was at a, a workshop this week, and uh, one of the questions I asked about the Secure Act, and one of the things that changed in December, I was like before you had to take money out of your 401k ira at the age of 70 and a half and now you have to take it out and the listening audience said 72 and i said you're exactly not right <laughs> and they looked at me and they said yeah you are and i was like you i understand because you're trying to be that part time financial planner that none of you wanted to be in retirement and i looked at him i said "Do you know the rule just changed in december and they're like, are you kidding me? And I go, that's it. As soon as you learn the rules, the government changes the rules all over you again. So it's important not to necessarily doctor yourself. And it's what we've been talking about for forever on this show. And then the very first workshop coming out here in 2023 where the rules had changed. Let's say, you know, is like, I already picked something up here tonight at the end of the day. So just, just in terms of pulling things together in terms of awareness, education, and leadership. And you know, over the past couple of weeks here, We've been talking about things like the modern portfolio theory needs to be reanalyzed for Americans where not everybody should be thinking about just a traditional way of investing. We've been talking about the importance of this big concept about seeking tax alpha and retirement income. And again, there's a lot that goes on with that, but just the importance of tax planning is the essence of of what that was. But I want to tell a little bit of a story about um, a prospect, which soon-to-be client uh, coming in, um, that visited us late last year and came to actually one of our educational workshops, came to one of our libraries, um, which we do those um, as well. And then they became a regular listener to the radio show, and then they happened to view one of our webinars that was online um, as well. And when you start hearing about it, and we introduced over the last couple of weeks this number one Secure Act 1.0 which has been here for a couple of years and now Secure Act 2.0, what I call Secure Act 2.0 is a procrastinator's dream. Again, now people born after 1960 don't have to start taking money out of their IRAs until the age of 75. it's like man they're lo- they're loving it. but inevitably, if you end up becoming a procrastinator, as you've probably heard week in and week out on the show, it can inevitably become a nightmare. So I want to tell a little bit of a story um, about a couple aged 62 and 66. Um, He's going to retire this year, and she wants to retire at her age 65, so about three more years of working. They have about $2.3 million of overall assets, of which about 1.7 of them are in IRA accounts. Um, they have a couple kids. And I would call them, because we meet people all over the, the spectrum in terms of knowledge, I would call these this couple knowledgeable. And you know what's funny? When we talked about how knowledge is power, um, and we talked about that so often here in our office as well, knowledge is power only when it is applied at the end of the day. So it's great that you, I know this, I know that, but if I don't know how to pull all those puzzle pieces together, I say, God bless you and trying to do it yourself at the end of the day. So they came in and and one of the first conversations we had and I was like, Hey, just tell me what's going on. Be like, you know, we've, we've been to a lot of workshops. Um, if we find ourselves to be very knowledgeable and they were, and, uh, we're just here. We just want to get some information. And I said, no problem. So we met for the first time. We got to know one another and then we had the opportunity to meet again this past week to go through their actual scenario. So what I had shared with them, I said, hey, because we did a risk tolerance questionnaire and they were relatively conservative, as was their portfolio now. They were heavily in the stock market, and recently, over the past quarter, had ratcheted back so much risk. So finally, they were in alignment. And, and you know what I said to them? I go, you know the words, just given where you're at and what your needs are in retirement? Because they need about $8,000 a month to, to thrive in retirement, no pun intended there. But I said, you know the words that you should never hear out of anyone's mouth moving forward? And they said, what's that? I said, I knocked. If you could hear that, it was a knock. I said, Houston, you have a problem. You should never have to get there because risk is for people that don't have what you have. It's your job just to simply make sure we don't lose. Because when I shared with them some of our um, software that we had pulled together and I said, like we gone through the basics, talking about Social Security, talked about foundational pieces as related to taxes. I was starting to identify how much they were going to pay in taxes, where if they were like everyone else, procrastinators. And we started talking about action plans. And, and I took them through the very first scenario and said, hey, this is where life looks like today. And let's do a snapshot of what life looks like now that you've both passed away at the age of 90. But most importantly, I want to make sure that we take into account taxation, what happens when the first one of you passes away, Medicare, Medicare surcharges. Um, tax rates, tax rates going up, just pulling all those different puzzle pieces together. And I said, great news, because I know you shared with me if the last check bounces, that's okay. That means legacy, let it all go. I go, the great news is it's not gonna be the situation. I go, when I'm only stress testing your overall situation, showing you four and 5% growth, not eight, 10, 12, chasing the market, just having peace of mind because us pulling it together and giving them the, the roadmap That's what we do. But who we are is giving people the security that they're looking for and the peace of mind that they want that everything's going to be okay. And when we took them through scenario one, and I said, hey, when you and your spouse are no longer with us, because you know the question I asked them, when the two of you aren't with us anymore, where do you want your money to go? Loved ones, charity, or government? And of course, number three is always government that I hear everyone's mouth. Because if it's not, I said you're not. We're
2: number you're, ten. You're not going to
4: get anything out of this yeah. conversation. Um, and they're like, I get it. They're like, definitely the government. At the end of the day, I go, just making sure. And we go because if you're a procrastinator, the government keeps on working their way up the food chain there because of the the cards are being stacked against you at the end of the day. But what I shared is, I go, great news. If you do uh, do nothing, just go through conventional wisdom, you'll have about four point two million dollars that are left to the two kids. I go, if you go through Roth conversion strategies, you'll have about $4.3 million, $4.4 million left to the kids. And if you do a little bit more advanced planning, there'll be about $4.5 million uh, being split for the kids. And they just looked at me and they're like, okay, I, I, I hear you. I, I, kn- I think I know what it means, but it doesn't seem like that's much of a difference. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because you want to know the education that normal adv- people take you through in our industry is just taking you through a bunch of Monte Carlo simulations, big buzzwords and stuff like that. And they're like, this is a number when you're, when you're not here. And it's like, yeah, I was like, but the word that they, that people use all the time is this thing called asset allocation. Make sure we have the appropriate amount of money in different asset classes across the board. And what we, the education and the vocabulary that we take people through what's more important than asset allocation is something that's called asset location. Because in the very first scenario that I presented, I said, just do nothing of conventional wisdom. Of the $4.2 million that was left over, they were going to have about $1.2 million left in after-tax money,
0: $1.1
4: million in Roth IRA money, and a $1.8 million tax bomb still left in their IRA. In scenario two, where we said, let's start doing some Roth conversion strategies, of the 4.4 million, all of it was in Roth IRA. And then in the last scenario, we did it even a little bit more advanced planning, where it was about a little more than 4.5 million, all of it was in a Roth IRA. So most people focus on the 4.2, the 4.4, the 4.5, and it's like, ah, there's not much difference. I go, yeah, but it matters where that money lives when you're not here. And so let me give you an example, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm doing all these Roth conversions for the beneficiaries. Not really. By default, they end up winning. Why you're actually going through the strategy is you're taking care of one another. Because most people, when the first spouse passes away, their spouse is the beneficiary of their 401k IRA. But when the first one passes away, you're no longer filing as a joint taxpayer. It's now a single taxpayer. And all the dominoes that we've talked about over the years, it happens. Medicare surcharges go up. Tax rates go up. We lose one of the social security checks. And it's like, it's okay if we plan for it. We talk about that preparation at the end of the day. But then we take through, go through that next scenario of talking about the Roth. And I said, forget about the kids for a moment. During your lifetime, if we assume tax rates never change, which everyone believes is wishful thinking, it's got to go up at some point in time in the future, no better than 2026, it's subject to go up, is this couple, they will have saved almost a half million dollars during their lifetime in tax savings that instead of doing nothing, they're looking at converting. And I'm just assuming tax rates stay the same. If tax rates go up, that divergence between the two gets a little bit better. And then in the advanced strategy, it becomes almost $600,000 at the end of the day. I said, so you're saving money during your lifetime. I go, but that only tells part of the story as well. You're like, "Ah, it's okay. And and I'm like, you, I see I looked where you're like, you know what? The kids can pay the taxes on that money. And I got to remind you, I said, you did tell me government's number three, not loved ones number three, right? And they said, yeah, you're right again. I'm like, I know it's your job to be the empathetic steward because you are in control of the situation. Because as soon as the second one of you passes away, all control goes away and your you're, you're direction is, is you don't have any options anymore. We now have to figure out how to go pull all that money out in, in a higher tax climate And in this situation, two kids got to figure out how to pull out $1.8 million over a 10-year period of time. So in scenario two, and scenario three, that when they did the tax strategies to get all that money into Roth, is that 10 years after their death, meaning our client's death, where the kids have to get all the money out, that's the SECURE Act, all the money needs to come out in 10 years, no money is due from an income tax standpoint, federal income tax standpoint. Why? Because all that money was in Roth IRA. In scenario A, though, 10 years after the two had passed away, the kids have a $1.537 million tax obligation. So not only did mom and dad save a half million dollars during their lifetime, but they also ensured that the kids aren't gonna have a million and a half dollar burden. And I reminded them, loved ones, charity, government, where do we want that money to go? And they looked at me and said, you know what? This is the education that we are looking for because we were knowledgeable and not one person has been able to take us through the conversation that we had. And as you just said to us, knowledge is great, but applied knowledge is a lot better. Yeah. And my, you know, and right. my, my hope is, is that if you heard that story here this morning, it's like, I think I have my ducks in a row. Are you familiar with how to pull it all together? And my encouragement is there's no better time than today than to schedule your Roadmap to Thrive session where you come in and we just go through a bunch of questions um, and answers for you. And my encouragement is to give us a call at 215-798-9088. Again, that's 215-798-9088. And take the first step to just scheduling that appointment. Where we can just look at your overall scenario and just say, hey, this is this is what we need to do. Here's that roadmap and looking forward.
1: Yeah, great thought starter and just a great reminder, you know, for all of us who have children, older children, and again, part of the plan, part of the preparation. And when you get there without the plan, it's uh oh. That's uh oh. It's uh oh. That's it. Back in a moment.
0: This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners.
1: And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Before I come to Karen Bazaar, I'll say go birds. Karen, <laughs> over to you. <laughs>
2: what are you talking about? Yeah, right. I, I don't have any idea what that even means. <laughs> so it's it's exciting for Philadelphia to be uh, this close to a Super Bowl game again. But I um, don't want to jinx anything. So I just... One step at yeah, a time. One step at a one time. Building one building
1: block at a time.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, again, and uh, thank you for uh, listening to us this morning. Our number is 215-798-9088. Um, I'm going to go through, um, you know, we are we do retirement planning, income retirement planning, but we also take a look at more than just your assets. How How does retirement look for you? And when we sit down with people for the first time, again, it's complimentary or as David says there's it's a freemium so you don't pay anything but it's a freemium um, I, I really urge people to uh, take the next step if they're thinking maybe this is something I want to look into maybe I want that second opinion uh, also check out our website we have it's thrivefinancialservices.com we have a lot of great information um, or give us a call for that first time complimentary consultation um, when we sit down with people for the first time, uh, you are sent or you're giving, if you come to a workshop, a uh, worksheet, basically uh, retirement planning analysis. And we ask a lot of the questions. And one of the questions we ask when we sit down with you is, "What is your pl- where do you want to live in retirement? Once you're retired, what is your thought process? Um, and jokingly, I, we end up saying sometimes um, we do a lot of things here, but we don't do marriage counseling because we definitely have uh, some different opinions, but it's really good to start discussing this now when you're in your 60s uh, before you get to the point where you're needing assistance or you're not happy with where you're living. Um, at, at some point, it's too late. So what we say is we kind of start people thinking, right? how much do you need to live off on a monthly basis once you're retired? Um, Where do you want to live once you're retired? Um, So aging in place is a big thing that um, me personally, I I think I would feel comfortable staying in our own home. But how do you do that? Is it that easy to do? And we're actually dealing with a personal situation right now. And if planning isn't done ahead of time, it can cause a crisis situation, which just adds more stress to uh, a complicated problem that's already going on. So when you want to age in place, here are, here are some things to think about. You want to um, you know, develop a real estate and housing strategy, right? So as you plan for living in your later years in retirement, you should have a strategy for how to leverage maybe any real estate assets you currently have along with a plan to support your need for future future housing. So, as you consider your strategy for housing when you age, remember that your approach may have to adjust over time. What works today in terms of independent living, living with your family, assisted living, or skilled nursing may not meet your needs indefinitely. So you want to take the time to have a conversation with your friends, your family, whoever's going to be your caregivers, to ensure your plan continues to meet your needs. Just like retirement, we say it's not set it and forget it. It's the same thing with looking where you're going to live. And what do I mean by that? You know, developing a real estate and housing strategy. Where do you want to live? Do you want to live in assisted living? Do you want to live in a 55 and over? My mom, who is 80, I had the conversation with her and she said, "Um, no offense, but I don't want to live with old people. So I'm not really sure what my mom considers old. Now, her mom lived to be almost 100 years old. So in her eyes, she's 80. She wants to stay in her home. Now, luckily, she has a great 55 and over home. So we, we know that's what she wants. So we have a plan in place. I have a friend who is in her 70s now, and she's like, oh, God, that's the last place I want to live is 55 and over. She actually wants to live near a university. She wants to live near young people, um, and she has a plan in place. Her home is made so that she can stay there, and she has a plan in place with caregivers if the need should arise. So again, you want to develop a real estate and housing strategy. You want to explore the benefits of staying put, right? Why would you want to stay where you're at? It's where your doctors are, it's where your families are, or maybe you don't. So you just want to start just thinking about that earlier rather than later. Um, if you're going to stay in your home, maybe do a home safety check. So the first step in aging in place plan is to run a complete safety check of your home to identify hazards. And the good news is that many of the strategies and improvements that can make it safer for your home, you can do relatively easy, but you want to start ahead of time. You don't want to, again, be in a crisis mode or in a crisis situation. Um, and as you get older, transportation might become a problem. So you just want to have a plan in place. Do you um, do you have family, friends? Um, you, you can learn how to order groceries online. You can have your medication sent to your house, things along that nature. Um, I mean... Older people can now use Uber for getting back and forth to places where they need to go. But you really need to assess the transportation, um, how you're going to get from point A to point B. Are you going to need some... uh, Do you have to go to a doctor's office? Do you have to have physical therapy? Things of that situation. Um, We are dealing with a situation right now, and um, if you need... If you want to stay in your home and you need care in your home, how does that look? How does it work? Who pays for it? You need to know these things ahead of time. Uh, I'm finding out things. um, You know, if you just need some assistance at home, maybe you can't walk as well. Maybe you just came home and had surgery. Um, If you don't have have long-term health care insurance, which a lot of people don't because we've talked about it before on the show, it's very expensive and maybe never, ever use it. But if you don't have long-term health care insurance, when you need somebody to come in and help you with little things around the house... Medicare doesn't pay for that. You have to pay for it out of pocket. So maybe you need to start looking at that. And as we look at the financial future for retirement, you want to have money set aside for that. You need to have a lot of money set aside for your medical expenses and your support as you get older. Um, I've looked into skilled nursing care. If you need skilled nursing in your home, Medicare will pay for it. But there's there's a problem there. They'll pay for it, but you can't just say, call up and say, hey, I need a nurse. I need help. You have to go through steps and you need to go through those steps again before it gets to a crisis mode. Um, So if you're going to age in place, those are things you want to think about. You want to have a supportive community or network around you. It's a very important part of having a successful retirement in your own home. And again, you need to make it an ongoing process. When we uh, meet with clients, uh, again, our numbers 215 798 9088. Something we ta- ask them is do you have a will? Do you, do you have those things in place? So important. Do you have a healthcare proxy? You don't want to be in a situation where you can't speak for yourself and somebody else is making the decision. And it's a hard thing. I've been through it personally. To have to make a decision for a loved one, and this conversation was not had ahead of time, you can carry guilt and sadness with you if this is not taken care of ahead of time. So, it's a little on the psychology side, but retirement is more than just your assets. There's a lot more to it. So, give us a call. Check out our website. We'd love to meet with you, 215-798-9088. Yeah,
1: it's so true, Karen. You never want to... It kind of seems like a running theme today, but you never want to find yourself getting to the point of when you realize that you didn't do something, right. it's, it might be too late to actually do something.
2: It's inevitable. I'm it's... hoping I live to be a great age, 90, 95, 100. So, David and I are planning now for these things to happen.
1: One of the inevitable realities of life. When you check into the world, you will check out. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We'll get to our final commercial break. On the other side, David Bazaar. Back in a moment. Here are two opportunities in February to get registered for one of the upcoming workshops on February 7th at the Radnor Valley Country Club. And then again on February 15th at the Radnor Valley Country Club. Starting time is 6 p.m. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com to get registered. That's thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered and get educated. And welcome back, everyone, again to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. We thank everybody uh, for tuning in. Our final segment, as always, David Bazaar. David, over to you, sir.
3: Hey, Joe. You know... I've been doing this now for over 30 years, I think 32 years to be exact. And you know, we've been very blessed, very fortunate to be involved with people who have successfully navigated retirement and have enjoyed it and spending, you know, kind of what that dream is of retirement. And then unfortunately, you know, we've come across a lot of people that maybe either didn't work with us, didn't hear heed advice, didn't seek out education that ended up having their retirement not Being the best of times for them. So, you know, I was thinking about today's show and um, I thought what might be a good idea. And this was similar to the book that we wrote, um, you know, Financial Peace of Mind Navigating Your Way to, you know, kind of financial peace, right? Uh, Roadmap to Retirement was the, the title of the book. And in the book, the way we wrote the book was here's all the things that you shouldn't do. Right, so instead of a how-to book, it was like what not to do book. So that reminded me, maybe we today we would talk about kind of the frequent reasoning that retirement plans fall apart for people. Right, the things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, it doesn't actually take much to send a solid retirement plan off the rails. The likely causes of retirement failures are pretty well known, and they're you know easy to avoid if you just kind of pay attention to the headlines on what they are. Um, So I am going to kind of just go through a list. Here is a couple of the things that we have seen people do. We've cautioned them. Some have heeded the caution. Some have not. But one of the big ones is helping other people too much financially, right? So people. Retirees are often dipping too far into their retirement funds to help loved ones. Like we see, many parents don't like to turn down requests for help or see their children deprived in any way. Um, some are too proud to tell their ch- children that they actually can't afford to give money. Most grandparents, of course, like to spoil their grandchildren. So, you know, grandchildren and and children are kind of the most common beneficiaries. And then please for help sometimes do come from other family members. So this, you know, this dipping in uh, to your retirement spending, it could include gifts, um, which you gotta also and those add up. Like we see it in people's budgets. They'll have a number, you know, kinda on gift expenses. And I think it's a great Idea. And I think it's a great, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, a compliment to people who want to gift others. But you have to be cautious about it, right? Because if we, you know, today we have a lot of inflation, um, you know, prices just keep going up. Um, we've got the burden of potential taxes, we've got the burden of additional health care, like Karen just talked about there's a lot of things that you know, might not be considered are chipping away at the value of your retirement savings. And if you start giving money away to grandchildren, hey, I want to pay for their college, or I want to do this, or I want to do that without proper planning, which includes kind of stress testing, because also one of the things I didn't talk about is you may feel like a champion right now because your 401k, your IRA account might be at a high, maybe not, but let's assume that it is. Hey, there might be a big market correction coming down in the next six to 12 months that you weren't really counting on. And now all of a sudden, you know, what used to be worth a million is worth $700,000 but you're still spending like it was a million, eventually that's going to come to an end. So you know, giving money to others is one of the things that you have to carefully consider in your retirement spending that you're doing it to a point that isn't going to stress your retirement. The second thing that we see that does have abilities to derail a retirement is a second home. Right, A second home is part of the stereotypical retirement, but the cost of a second home can be surprising and actually end up consuming a significant part of a retirement nest egg. Most people focus on the predictable fixed expenses. When considering whether or not they can afford, like we just worked with a client this past week who went down to Florida. They wanted to spend three months in Florida to kind of see and feel what it's going to be like. And very early into that three month excursion, they're ready to buy a house. (laughs) <laughs> like right? I mean, great weather, great golf course, beautiful yeah, it, it's the emotion, but you know, the financial advisor brings reality back into the equation, does the analysis and say, "Are you just considering the fixed expenses? Or are you looking at these other things?" Right. You know, critical are maintenance costs. Those can increase each and every year. Um, so your spending plan has got to actually allow for a lot of those unexpected expenses that pop up, especially, you know, kind of in those vacation communities, which are either in the mountains or down by the shore, those weather effects have a lot of impact on, you know, the maintenance of a property. Um, The usual response when I bring this up to prospective clients or actual clients is they say, well, if it becomes too much of a burden, I'll either rent the house out or I'll sell it. Well, I don't know if you've ever owned real estate. I'm asking this in a fictitious, but if if you've ever owned real estate as a landlord, it's a very interesting process and it comes with its own set of complications and unexpected expenses. Would you agree with that?
1: One. Uh, I would. 1,000%.
3: Yes. Um, And then here's the other thing, right? If that's your plan, if this property becomes too much of a burden, one is to rent, which comes with, again, we just said, plenty of hassle. The second is, well, I'll sell it. Well, it looks like we're starting to enter into a real estate environment where the frenzy is pretty much gone. What if you can't sell it as quickly as you want? Now you've got this additional expense of bur- you know expense burden, you know, kind of tearing away at your uh, retirement nest egg. You know, so, you really should kind of consider is a second home a necessary situation? Karen and I have been landlords you know, many times. And uh, in retirement, I'll tell you, I really love vacationing at beautiful places, right? Whether it's a resort or it's a private home, and then leaving without any worry of any maintenance or any dealing of yep. anything like that. And we go anytime, we're not locked into one location, we just travel the world. It's awesome. Uh, The third thing is taking on debt. That's another big burden, but it's becoming more commonplace. It used to be very routine to be debt free in retirement, but more recently, many financial advisors actually have urged people to maintain debt kind of during this lower interest rate environment. Now, it's not something that we agree with, kind of theoretically. If you could borrow money at 3% and then go out and invest it at a higher rate of return, um, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But I would tell you as a fiduciary, it's not something that we believe legally should be talked about, morally should be talked about, financially should be talked about. Because again, a lot of times those things end up upside down and it's not a good situation. Um, again, theoretically, maybe so, but I wouldn't do that. The data actually is telling us that more people age 65 and older are carrying a lot more debt in retirement than we've seen in the past. And you know, it can be a valuable tool, but it also reduces your financial flexibility. And what's happening right now, too, is more and more and more people are borrowing money at variable rates, right? So what, you know, what's the Fed doing right now? Are they decreasing or increasing interest rates? So, they're increasing interest rate, we know that, and there's really no end in sight. So, what you used to pay maybe cost you $300 could end up costing you $500. And that could be a tipping point, right? A lot of times yeah. people don't know what that tipping point is between the difference of making it and not making it. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Um, another thing that's happening too is some people are taking on debt to pay for medical expenses because they didn't have the proper type of medical insurance in place during retirement. They might not have had long-term health care or some type of a hybrid insurance type product, and now it's out of pocket. And you know, hey, I don't want to reduce. I don't want to reduce my IRA balances. There's a kind of psychological thing that goes along with that. So, hey, I'm going to borrow on my home. i going to take out a home equity line and pay my. He- Again, not good. Just not good. Maybe necessary, but it's not good. Another thing that's happening is people are getting bored in retirement. So what they're doing is they're going out and starting new businesses. Right? A significant percentage of retirees leave successful careers, but want to continue working and producing by starting new businesses. And, um, you know, it's a little tougher today. It's not as easy to run a business. Costs are higher, you know, with the labor market the way it is right now. To hire employees is a is a really big expense, right? And then you got payroll taxes and health benefits and four hundred one k and retirement plans. And you got you know marketing costs are higher, operational costs are higher. These are things that maybe weren't necessarily planned. Uh, and the IRS is actually changing the rules, right, on quote unquote gig workers. Right, those um, what do they call those things when people get those side side hustles? Right, yeah. Yeah, Now side hustles, which you used to be able to go, hey, you know, maybe taxes, maybe not. That all gets declared now, right? So that's a big burden. Uh, The last thing that we see that derails people's retirement is the solo years. Right, many retirement plans are successful as long as both spouses are retired and together. But when one spouse passes away, finances can actually completely unravel. One social security check stops. The other income also might terminate, like a pension that didn't have a survivorship benefit. Um, Non-monetary contributions from other spouse may be missed. Um, You got to Pay people to do things that maybe your spouse was handling uh, around the house, maintenance, whatever else, right? So, those solo years, if you're not, and Brett talked about it in his set, like you don't think about taxes and expenses and how do I replace my spouse from some of the things that maybe they were doing. So, you know, these are a few of the things that you really have to be thinking about so that you don't, you know, kind of um, derail your retirement plan. So, as always, if you're ever interested, in having a chat with us. And I will tell you, folks, listen, you come into our new offices. We've got one in Fort Washington. We have one in Exton. We now have some of the best coffee machines you will ever, ever drink from. They are cool looking. They're spectacular. Just come in, have a cup of coffee with us. We'll sit around the conference room table. Office get to know, is nice, too. Right? We'll get to know each other. Yep. And if you <clears throat> think there's something we can help you become aware of, get you educated on, and provide leadership, we'd love to do it. Give us a call at 215-798-9088. Set up a coffee meeting. We'd love to
1: meet you. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, I'm Joe Krause. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.